You're listening to Spice Radio's The Morning Buzz with Men Kieran Audula, and we're talking about the highlights from Small Business Week, which was last week, and how small businesses are doing so far. We are speaking to senior policy analyst Hiro Yunus with the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Hiro, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So last week was Small Business Week. Tell us what's the purpose of this week. Sure. So uh, as you mentioned, last week was Small Business Week. It was an important week for British Columbians. Given that in D.C., compared to other provinces, there are more small businesses per capita. They employ a larger share of the workforce, workforce, and uh, self-employment is more common than any other provinces. In fact, roughly one in ten British Columbians are uh, small business owners or entrepreneurs of some kind, which is the highest proportion in all of Canada. So last week was a time to support those who supported us when we needed the most. Supporting our local small businesses not only helps these businesses, but also keeps dollars in the community. So it was very important for them. Mm -hmm. And one stat that I saw that I was quite interested in, I wanted to get your thoughts on, is 56% of small businesses across Canada have yet to return to their normal levels of revenue. Of course, we've still got the pandemic that is looming and going on here. So what sort of impact is that having on small businesses? Sure. So unfortunately, as you mentioned, these are not easy days for Canadian small business owners, in particular BC, BC small businesses are facing significant challenges in coping with, as you mentioned, slow economic recovery, inflationary pressures, rising interest rates, government cost increases, and all the combination of all of these factors are putting small businesses in the province in a very worrisome position. As you mentioned, uh, our survey data shows that in BC, 55% of small businesses are yet to return to normal pre-pandemic revenue levels and almost 60% of them are still carrying pandemic debt. Uh, on average, BC small businesses are holding 114, 115,000 of COVID-related debt, and uh, this is particularly important given the Bank of Canada's uh, interest rate hike announcement today. Yeah, and I actually want to talk a bit more about that announcement that was made. What sort of impact is this going to have on businesses? Well, it's already impacting them. So the Bank of Canada today hiked interest rates by 50 basis points, which is uh, less than the 75 basis points that the market was expecting. But so the interest rate now it's 3.75 percent. These are levels that we haven't seen since the financial crisis of 0809. And um, how does it impact our members? So, for example, we surveyed our members a couple of months ago, and we found that seven out of ten small businesses in BC were already being negatively impacted by interest rate hikes despite monetary policy taking time to work its way through the economy. But um, it is also worth noting that two-thirds of our members are on variable rates, which makes them vulnerable to this hike. So the impact of higher interest rates on small businesses works kind of in two ways. One, if a small business, let's say, has a loan or several loans on variable rates, every time interest rates increase, then their loan payments will increase. And second, higher interest rates are a deterrent for consumption, which means less customers and less revenues for small businesses. So, again, despite monetary policy taking time to work its way through the economy, we are already seeing small businesses be negatively impacted by these interest rate hikes. And knowing this information, what sort of supports do small businesses need? Can government step in and help in any way? Of course. So we are, uh, at CFID, we are asking support from the public and for, from government so consumers can help by choosing local independent businesses uh, over giant multinational corporations whenever possible. Uh, they can help by paying with cash or interact debit instead of high-cost credit cards. 
Uh, they can recommend their favorite small businesses to spread all on social media. And as for government, they're recommending a do-no-harm approach uh, to avoid implementing policies that would put the livelihood of many small businesses at risk. So, for example, we're asking the federal government to freeze any planned tax hikes, including the upcoming 2023 increase in CPP, EI, carbon, and liquor taxation. As for the province, we've been asking the province to reduce payroll costs by canceling or reforming the government-mandated five-day employer paid sick days, canceling the employer's health tax, or even refunding WorkSafety's $3.4 billion surplus. Uh, an interesting analysis that we made here was that payroll costs for a small business with 10 employees have increased by 18% in the last four years. So that's, there's different, that's definitely one area that the provincial government can do to help uh, to help small businesses. We're also asking the provincial government to provide input cost relief, for example, by reducing or freezing fuel and carbon tax, uh, addressing labor shortages, which is which continues to be the top factor limiting business growth in the province. That's right. And, you know, one of the things you mentioned there, Jairo, was the credit card surcharges, which businesses are now allowed to implement. And what are you hearing from other business owners? Are many people, you know, implementing these charges? Uh, some of them are scared. They're still, we're still in this kind of transition period that uh, we don't know if some small businesses are going to do it or not. But uh, let's, we'll just wait and see how that plans out. And, you know, now especially, how are businesses feeling about the holiday season coming up? Do they think it's going to be a good one? Not really. So um, according to our monthly business barometer, which is, you know, captures kind of small business confidence in general, uh, our, our monthly business barometer flattened in October uh, as both short-term, so the short-term measures uh, three-month expectations moving forward, and long-term optimism, so that's 12 months moving forward, increased just slightly by 0.4 and 1 point, respectively. So this is short-term and long-term indices, so if we want to focus on the holiday season, let's say which we may focus on the short-term index, uh, continues to sit below 50, which suggests that there's going to be there's weakened business conditions in the province in the short and in the long run. So businesses are not very optimistic about holiday season. Usually by this time of the year, our barometer index is above 50 today, it, as of today, uh, it's below 50, which, again, suggests weakened business conditions in the short and in the long run. On the show we were discussing today about the living costs. So on one hand, you did mention labor shortages, and on the other hand, uh, the increasing living costs, the inflation. Is that, you know, putting a pressure on you to uh, increase wages for the labor that you are employing? Oh, definitely. That's definitely definitely happening. So labor, as I mentioned, labor shortages continue to be the top factor limiting business growth in the province. And I, I recently read a, a Statistics Canada data that as of second quarter of this year, they were, I believe, around 170,000 job vacancies in the provinces. That's significantly, that's as, as highest as it's ever been with a job vacancy rate of almost 7%. And as you mentioned, that translates into wage pressures. So we're also seeing from small businesses, they say that wages are now the top cost constraint for almost 70% of BC small firms. It was usually around, around um, during this year, it was always fuel and energy costs as oil prices went up. But we're now seeing labor shortages uh, impacting small businesses. Again, 
wages are now the top cost constraint for almost 70% of BC small firms. And uh, we're asking the provincial government and the federal government to address labor shortages, uh, given that it's the top factor limiting business growth for small businesses. Now, Jairo, especially going into this holiday season, like you said, a lot of the business view isn't a very positive one. So how can we support small businesses in our community? And why is it important to support the small business community? Oh, definitely. Now, again, now is the time to support those who supported us, for example, when we needed it the most. Supporting our local small businesses not only helps the businesses, but also helps keeping dollars inside the community. So as I mentioned, consumers can help by choosing local, independent business over the big box stores. They can help by with paying cash or interact debit instead of high-cost credit cards. They can recommend their favorite small businesses to friends or on social media. So any help small businesses can get at this time is always helpful. We need the support of the public and the government. Jairo, I want to thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? No, thank you. Thank you so much for having me and for letting me talk about uh, the issues that are, the issues and challenges that small businesses are facing in the province. And we hope that uh, consumers can give us a hand in the holiday season and that the government listens to our concerns and, and does something about it. Jairo, you take care. Thank you so much. You as well. Bye. Have a good day. Bye.